The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of MLB DFS Quick Hits, your Wednesday, May 4th edition. Got a six-game early, seven-game main slate for you on a Wednesday. Full day of baseball action to get your fun on. Hope you guys had a great Tuesday. Sorry I couldn't get to you. Some stuff came up. Wasn't able to record last night. So we are back and back with you, doing the whole cha-cha. Six-game early, seven-game late. Again, if you have questions, I'm on Twitter at BDentric or join us in the free Fantasy DJ's Discord. Lots of great conversations going on there helping people get those green screens rolling. Also, if you'd like some season-long fantasy baseball, go check out Benched with Bubba. Tuesday night, recording another episode of Bubba and the Bat Flip, going over the weekend fab and much, much more. So come check out all that great stuff. But for now, six-game early, seven-game main slate. Going to break them both down for you. Six-game early starts at 12.40 p.m. Eastern, 9.40 a.m. Eastern time. you got D-backs, Marlins, total of 7.5. Braves at the Mets is a total of 7. Cardinals, Royals, 7.5. Mariners, Astros, seven and a half. Rays, A's, seven. Rangers, Phillies, a total of eight, but that is not on this one. So we're good. Just those six games on this slate. We're talking about pitching. You got Verlander at 10 1 against the Seattle Mariners. Verlander's been outstanding this year. Two of his three starts have been really, really good. But more importantly, eight or more K's or seven or more K's and three or four starts going six or more innings of leg out to 91 pitches. He's ready to rock and roll. He already faced Seattle once this year. Got you a 35.6 point performance. It's a Seattle Mariners team that heading into Tuesday, striking out nearly 22% of the time versus right-handed pitching. So Verlander on a small slate is a very, very, very good play. You can go to McGill, the side the goat at 9,700 if you want. You know, you got to respect Atlanta. There's no no hiding that. They have some good stuff there with a um, 20, but they do strike out 24.4% of the time versus right-handed pitching. We know the side goat. He has struggled a bit at time to times, but when he's on, he is darn good. And at 9700 bucks on a small slate, guy's gotten you 23 or more DK points in four of five starts this season. So he could be a good pivot off of Verlander, who should be very, very popular. Now, if you want to be different, this is where things get fun. Eliezer Hernandez is 8100 bucks. It's going to be a trend. We're going to keep targeting the Arizona Diamondbacks. Now, Eliezer has been really good in two starts, really bad in two starts. That's the thing. He doesn't get a lot of strikeouts, but he does have five or more Ks in three or four starts this year, which is good for Eliezer compared to usual. 97 pitches his last time out, which is great. So he's pretty much stretched out there. And he's 8100 bucks on a small slate going up against the D-backs. They're striking out nearly 27% of the time 
versus right-handed pitching with a buck ninety batting average and a buck fifty-four ISO. So LDA started eighty-one hundred bucks is a guy I'm willing to play at that price point and see where the day takes me. A few other options for you though. It's 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 pretty bleak. I'll be I'll be honest with you here. You can look at a guy like Ian Anderson at seventy-four hundred bucks against the Mets. Ian Anderson's been very very up and down. Two or three really or two or four really good starts. Two that uh, struggled a bunch. He, uh, he's given him a home run in three straight starts, but he has five or more Ks in two or three starts. He's got as high as 93 pitches, so he's stretched out. The slate is not loaded with pitching, so you're going to have to take some guys that don't make you feel all warm and fuzzy. And when you're facing the Mets, you know, less than a 20% K rate versus right-handed pitching, so it's not the most ideal setup for Ian Anderson. They got to Kyle Wright a little bit on uh, on Tuesday, but still on this slate at 7400 bucks, you can definitely give Ian Anderson a look against the New York Mets. And again, it will be getaway day, so you might get some nice little lineups to target, which might change the pitchers we're looking at as well. Mad Bum is $6,300. Mad Bum's been doing a lot of it with smoke and mirrors, but for $6,300, the dude's got 15 or more DK points in three straight games. On this slate, if you can give me 15-plus points at 6300 I'm in. Five innings pitched in three straight starts, one run, run total out of the three starts, total. And he has a, it's just the strikeouts aren't there. That's the biggest thing, two, four, and five. He's not striking dudes out. But he won 89 pitches, his last time out, and he's facing the Miami Marlins, who against um, this is where it gets fun. Maybe the strikeouts come back for Bum. I don't know. The velocity's down, so I'm worried. But the Marlins are striking out over 30% of the time versus left-handed pitching this year with a 201 average and a buck 03 ISO. They're getting destroyed by left-handed pitching. So Mad Bum at 63 is quite intriguing. Um, it's like I did on Monday night, six-game slate. I went both pitchers in the D-backs Marlins game. It was going good for a while until Lopez got hit around. I could see going Eliezer and Mad Bum and then getting all the bats in the world or pairing up Eliezer or Mad Bum with the McGill or Verlander. Totally could see that happening uh, in those scenarios. Now the bats on this slate, I'm just going to talk about stacks. If you want to get deeper, we'll see the lineups because getaway day could get some fun lineups on a Wednesday. But uh, KC versus Bubik, I, I could see, I mean, St. Louis versus Bubik, your Arenados, your Goldies, your Edmonds, maybe an O'Neal or something. I could see being a very, very solid look there. Uh, Pittsburgh's not bad, but I like Detroit. We liked him on Tuesday. The game got rained out. Bryce Wilson's the long man. The opener is Dylan Peters. So you can definitely have some fun with um, Detroit. I love me some Javi Baez, uh, Torque. You got got some good options there with Detroit going up against Pittsburgh. If you want to go Miami versus Mad Bum and hope that the, the guys like uh, Jorge Soler and you know Avi and those boys wake up, knock yourself out. Aguilar, uh, go for it. But uh, I think Mad Bum and his value and that strikeout rate is pretty pretty nice. Other than that, I love San Diego for Zach Plesac. I target Zach Plesac all the time. He has good starts once in a while. He's a massive pitch-to-contact guy, so we can go there. You know, you got Machado, who's red hot. Cronenworth's just fine. You got Kim, who is swinging a super hot bat. See what that lineup looks like. San Diego could be a very, very nice stack. Last time they had a getaway day against the Reds, they blew up for us. We might go back to them against Cleveland in that matchup. And I don't mind going Cleveland against Kled Dog. Kled Dog's making his return to the bigs since his injury. His first, I think it's his first start with San Diego now. And he's returning in his old stopping grounds in Cleveland. So I don't know how long he's going to go, the whole setup, how he's doing. So Cleveland has a good good look as well with J-Ram. And, uh, you know, I got Andres Jimenez swinging it well. He always got straw. Maybe Fran will somehow decides to wake up. But you got options there in Cleveland. So I think that's a fun look as well. So I think stacking up that San Diego-Cleveland game is where I'd be looking. Plus, give me some Detroit bats. Don't mind some St. Louis bats on this six-game slate. But let's get on the seven-game slate. This is what everybody cares about, starting at 7.05 p.m. Eastern, 4.05 p.m. Pacific time on your West Coast world. We have the Twins at the Orioles, 7.5. Yankees, Jays, 8. Reds, Brew Crew, 7.5. White Sox, Cubs waiting on the weather. Nats, Rockies, 10.5 in Coors Field. And we just don't have totals in a couple other games. I believe it's uh, Giants-Dodgers because that game is going on as I am recording 
and New York and Toronto waiting on the totals there as well. But let's talk pitchers on this seven-game slate for you. Nasty Nestor Cortez, 99 hundo versus the Toronto Blue Jays, the highest-priced pitcher. And, like, I love Nestor. I love him. We've used him when he's been a discount. Not sure I'm going 99 hundo versus Toronto. Now, if you want to be super contrarian on the slate, I 100% back using Nestor Cortez because he's got the strikeout upside against a Toronto team striking out 23% of the time versus left-handed pitching. 233 average, 135 ISO. There's just a lot of trouble that can happen with Nestor. He's, you know, he's got his hiccups from time to time. If he's not striking dudes out, it's going to get nasty. He's run really pure. Like I love Nestor Cortez, but he has run really, really pure to get to this point this season. Like I'd rather go Giolito at 9,500 bucks versus the Chicago Cubs. He went six innings, three or seven Ks his last time. He's got six or more Ks in all three of his starts this year. That last start out was his return from the IL, and he threw 99 pitches. I think Gio's just fine. And now you get a Chicago Cubs team that you can absolutely deal against, striking out 24% of the time versus righties, 253 average, which is better than expected, but only a 117 ISO. So they're not doing a ton with it. And then the weather might be in your favor because it's Wrigley Field. So Giolito at 9500 bucks, I think, has a higher ceiling, or at least a safer floor, I should say, than Nestor Cortez with equally, if not a better ceiling as well in that matchup against the Chicago Cubs. So love me some Gio in that one. Freddie Peralta, I feel like a broken record here. Like last start, he was 7700 You guys know how I felt about that. You guys got that. He's 8900 bucks against Cincinnati, and I still feel very close to the same way. Through 92 pitches, struck out seven. He's got six or more Ks and three or four starts. I told you guys the last time the swinging strike rate's fine. He, there's a lot of things just haven't gone in his favor. The BABIP's been ridiculous. He should be doing so much better. We saw six shutout his last time out with no walks, seven Ks. He was outstanding. Will he be that good? Who knows? But what we do know is he's facing Cincinnati with a 24% K rate versus righties, a 202 average, and a 123 ISO. And that K rate is going to go up as they struck out 12 times versus Brandon Woodruff in five and two-thirds innings on Tuesday night. So I'll go back to Freddie Peralta. He's going to have bad starts because when he starts walking guys and, and you know, he's trying to work, he, he developed a third pitch last year. If it's not working, then he's back to like a fastball change guy, and that could be an issue. But when he's on, he's he should be the highest guy. Like him and Gio should be the highest guys on this slate. So Freddie at 8900 bucks against Cincinnati. It's the same way I felt about him last time. Same way I felt about Woodruff on Tuesday. Give me some Freddie. Like in a perfect world, Gio and Freddie is a really good one-two punch. Uh, a couple cheaper guys down here. If you want to go back to Dylan Bundy at 83, you can. I'm not in love with it. Uh, we saw kind of what you should expect more from Dylan Bundy. Give his first two home runs of the year, six runs in six innings. Struck out seven, though, against Tampa Bay, which is promising. But he was he was filthy prior to that. It's a big pitch mix thing, and if his curveball isn't working, he's going to be in a ton of trouble. And we discussed this on the last week's Bubba in the Bloom, the Thursday night episode of Bench with Bubba. Bundy's like he's on this chart of, you know, do we trust him or not? And we were telling you like the bad starts are probably coming because of this. What took place his last time out? Will he have good starts? Yes, heck yeah. And he's got a Baltimore team he's facing that strikes out almost 25% of the time versus right-handed pitching with a 218 average and a 108 ISO. You can pick on that. You can pick on that in a big way. At the flip side, and it's and Baltimore's playing like a pitcher's ballpark, which is good too. Flip side, I like the idea of stacking Baltimore in this game. So we'll have to keep an eye on that. But on this slate where the pitching is not like great, great, Bunny 83 at least is in the conversation. Let's put it that way. A couple others, though, <laughs> it's rough. Do you want to go Gomber and Coors versus Washington? Not so sure about that one. One I don't mind is going back to Kyle Bradish, um, who made his debut six innings, two earned, only two cases last time out through 81 pitches um, at 4K. Got us almost 10 points. That was cool. He's at the 55 now. I think he's still worth a flyer because he had massive strikeout stuff in the minors, good ground ball ratio in the minors. And I think he was just kind of getting squeezed, you know, also the adrenaline of your first career start. 
maybe he's just a great minor league pitcher. He's not going to transition to the bigs. We'll see. But, you know, for 5,500 against the Twins, you strike out 25% of the time versus righties with a 232 average, 139 ISO. You have you have upside there at 5,500 in a big way compared to these other pitchers. Like, I'm not going Vlad Gutierrez. I'm not going Corbin and Coors. Kikuchi's dust. Like, I'm not doing those. Your other option is Kyle Hendricks against the White Sox. If you really want to go there, not feeling it. So, Bradish at 55 is kind of where we're at. And so, that's why I think, like, the Geo, like, you can go Cortez in a tournament if you want, like I said. But I prefer Geo at 95. Love Peralta at 89. In a perfect world, that's my one-two punch. All in, all done. That's where we're going. But, like I said, you can use Cortez. Bundy's at least a part of the conversation because the pitching really does stink on this slate. But then um, Bradish is is fun. Like if you want to stack up Coors and you, you still want to get a Geo or a Peralta, Bradish fits the mold. Let's put it that way. Now there's tons of stacks on this slate, and we'll get to them. But let's go position by position, like always, for every main slate we break down on quick hits. And if you guys are loving the show, if you guys can give a rate and review on iTunes, I truly would appreciate it. it helps out a ton. If you guys would like to watch the show, because I see some of you guys are watching it right now. Give the old subscribe and the thumbs up. That helps me out as well. Keeps this thing free and keeps us rolling. So please, if you can do that for just a couple seconds, it would mean a ton. The bats on this seven-game slate. Catcher's position for you here. Elias Diaz and Coors against Corbin at 47. He's worth pretty much every penny there. If you want to pay up, I'm all for it. Uh, I like Elias Diaz, period, against in Coors almost no matter what. But facing Corbin at 47, I'm in. I can definitely get there. But if you do want to save some cash, Kaibu Ruiz at 41 versus Gomber. In Coors still is, is not a bad look. Um, other than that, though, like Omar Narvaez at 37 is probably one of your better values because Gutierrez is not great. He'll have like one good start every five starts. So maybe it's this time. I hope not, but uh, he's not good. Lots of pitch to contact, lots of walks. He has issues there. So Narvaez at 37 is a guy. Ryan Jeffers is crushing. He's homeward in back to back games. He hit one on Tuesday, he hit one on Monday. If you want to fade Bradish, it's fine. Jeffers is 3,400. Uh, he could be in play for you. Other than that, like if Jose Trevino. Catches for the Yanks. He's 2,800 versus Kikuchi. Kikuchi's been so bad. So if you want to fade Kikuchi, you can get all aboard that train. But uh, see what other value pops up at catchers. Like you can just pay up pay up for uh, Elias Diaz or Cabrera Ruiz or save a few bucks and go to Narvaez. Is kind of where I'm at at this point in time. Uh, first base, CJ Cronin, 5,600. Like Coors is a great stack with Corbin and Gomber on the bum. Great stack. Uh, Rizzo's interesting. Rizzo can hit lefties, and I can say Kikuchi's dust. So Rizzo at 52 is fun. I don't mind the idea of using some Toronto bats versus Nestor Cortez. I don't think it's necessary, but if you're in like a, like a single entry or a three max, probably don't need to get that cute. But if you're in a 20 max plus, I think a little Toronto stackage is a, is a good play against Nestor Cortez and uh Vladito at 51 is fine. You got to switch it and Josh bill at 46. He went to ding dong city on Tuesday. He's red hot. So have some fun there. But if you want to save some cash, Milwaukee looks cheap. We are like Narvaez. Rowdy, Rowdy Tlez is only 39 hundo first Gutierrez. That's a great price tag. Uh, Milwaukee was a great stack on Tuesday. Could be coming back for you on your Wednesday as well. Um, you got Gavin Sheets here if you want. Ryan Mountcastle's at 32 versus Bundy. That can be a nice value uh, for him. Other than that, not a ton on this slate uh, that stands out at first base. Second base position for you here. You got Trevor Story. He's been struggle bussing, but he's 4,600 versus Reed Detmers. I do like DJ LeMayu at 46 a little more, though. Again, if you want to fade Bradish, you got Jorge Polanco at 43. But I'll go back to the value again. Colton Wong was 4,100 on Tuesday. He's 4,100 again on Wednesday. He'll be leading off for the Brew Crew. He had a couple knocks, a sack fly, a stolen base. He got the job done, and he's been swinging it really, really hot. I, I, I wrote him up in the free Roto-Wire picks, or uh, Roto-Baller picks on Tuesday. So uh, Wong at 41 definitely is, is a nice little, nice little savings if you need to. 
And then under, under 4K, love Glaber Torres at this price point. Glaber is crushing it right now. He's 3,600 versus the lefty Kikuchi. Glaber 21 points last night. He's got uh, double digits in three of four in five of seven games. Really swinging a hot bat. 3,600 versus Kikuchi is a good savings for Glaber Torres. Other than that, though, I don't think you need to go too much cheaper. Garrett Hampson's in Coors, but he's been but he's like 2600 so it's, it's kind of interesting versus Corbin. I'll be honest, but I'm not in love with it. Third base position, you can go Devers. He went to Ding Dong City on Tuesday, but uh, this is a position you can probably save on. You got like McMahon versus a lefty at 44 if you need to, but uh, Josh Donaldson at 43 had an RBI double on Tuesday going up against Kikuchi. Yankees are a great stack. And not crazy overpriced, like you know Stanton and Judge will be pricey, but you know forty three hundred here, forty six hundred there for the Yankees, not too bad. So good price points there. Luis Urias is back for the Brew Crew. He's thirty seven hundred. A little bit of Brewers savings for that game. And then Mikel Franco at three K versus Gomber, great savings. He had at least one or two hits on Tuesday night last time I checked. So a good spot there for Mikel Franco at three uh, K in Coors versus Austin Gomber. Shortstop position for you here. Trade on Trey Turner at 58 is fine, but give me some Tim Anderson at 5K. He went deep on Tuesday. But in reality, save a little bit for Bo Bichette. Another double-digit point night on Tuesday. He's really ranking up, and he's only 4,700. So you get a bit of a savings there. Willie Adamas went ding-dong city on Tuesday. He's 4,600. Nice little value as well at the shortstop position. And then if you're going below 4K, as usual, not a ton. I'm in love with Corey Mateos down here at 26 if you have to punt. But really, I'm not in love with like Adamus, Bichette, maybe some Timmy Andersons where I'm kind of planting my flag for now. Outfield position is loaded, um, as you'd expect. Judge had a great game on Tuesday. He's 5900 bucks versus Kikuchi. Great spot again. You got Connor Joe in Coors versus Colbert at 57. Yeah. Buxton is just fine at 53. So really good looks there. You got Gritchick at 51. Soto's up to 5K. Soto went deep on Tuesday. Play him in Coors. I don't care. He gets lefties just fine. 5K for Soto is a great price tag in Coors Field. You got George Springer swinging in at 49. So in this 45K and above, Soto, uh, Connor Joe, Aaron Judge, I love a lot. Buxton's a pretty solid play as well. Uh, below 5K, they got Springer, like I said, at 49. It, it is worth a look. Stanton, like I always say, I like paying the cheaper of the two. He's 46, and he had a big game on Tuesday as well. So keep looking that way. And then Just Dongs Martinez wrote him up. I wrote up like five home runs in that article. It was a good, good day for the article. But Just Dong Martinez is crushing it. Went deep again on Tuesday. He's only 4300 bucks for Reed Detmers. I love the price on J.D. Martinez. That's a hell of a savings. Hell of a savings. So uh, look for him at his price tag. Um, if you want to go cheaper, said Mullins at 41 versus Bundy. Kind of like that. Lourdes Gurriel is only 4K. You know my thoughts there. You got Nelly Cruz and Coors. He's struggle busting it, but he's 4K versus Gomber and Coors. If you're stacking it. McCutcheon, if he's leading off at 38, it's a good price point against Gutierrez. That really is looks pretty darn good, actually. Hunter Renfro's at 37, part of a stack, potentially. Like, Max Kepler's only 35 if you're fading Bradish. That is a very solid solid price point for you. Uh, Yadiel Hernandez is up to 3,100. It's lefty-lefty, so we'll see if he's in the lineup. That could change things. But Austin Hayes at 3K and Anthony Santander at 29. I like Hayes more than Santander, but both really good savings. Uh, Victor Robles is 28. If you're stacking Washington, it's a good wraparound piece. Otherwise, don't play Victor Robles. Uh, uh, Trevor Larnack's been heating up. He's 2,500 versus Bradish. So the Twins, you can get some savings if you want to fade Bradish. I think Bradish is a great value, but you can get the Twins savings if you prefer not to use Bradish. Again, pitcher's ballpark, so keep that in mind. All right, let's recap the pitching on this seven-game banger for you here. 
You can use Cortez if you want. In a tournament, I'm okay with it. But in reality, give me Lucas Giolito at 9500 bucks. Give me Freddie Peralta at $8,900. That's where I'm going in cash. That's where I kind of want to go in a single entry. That's my dog. If you want to use Dylan Bundy, you can just because pitching so bad on this slate. Your punt play is Bradish at 5500 Now, if you want to stack things up, you can go the Twins versus Bradish if you prefer because they're super cheap. But I love Milwaukee again versus Gutierrez. Gutierrez is just not good. So I love that. Coors is phenomenal. Colorado versus Corbin's great. Washington versus Gomber, both great. But the Yankees versus Kikuchi is awesome as well. So like, if you want to fade Coors, Yankees-Milwaukee stack is where I'd head, head this game up. Um, and I think Boston is kind of interesting versus Reed Detmers. But for the most part, I want Yankees, Milwaukee, Coors. That's where I'm focused at at this recording time with those pitchers we discussed. Should be a fun one. Six game early, seven game main slate on your Wednesday. If you got any questions, I'm on Twitter at BDNTrick. Join us in the free Fantasy DJs Discord. We'll get you taken care of over there. It is free, as I said. But other than that, folks, we've got a full day of Wednesday DFS action. I'll be back with you guys Wednesday night for your Thursday preview. But for now, MLB DFS Quick Hits, your Wednesday, May 4th edition.